It's Thursday, January 21st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris L. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Good to see you. Good to be here. Good to make it in. Good to make it in. Make it in. Holy cow. The commute. Today, actually, is one of the easiest commutes I've had all year. <laughs> but apparently, the commute last night for some out here, and I, I uh, was not coming from out here in Virginia, but this, this was pretty bad, you say. It was pretty bad, and we'll, we'll get to the snow, because this was there was uh, really bad driving in the D.C. area last night, and that was with, I'm going to say, one and a half inches of snow on the ground. And if. Yeah. If yeah, if that, and we've got more coming this weekend, we will get to that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more. Uh, let's get to some earnings though. We've got some airlines putting up some pretty good numbers. We'll start with Verizon though. For uh, fourth quarter profits and revenue coming coming in a little bit higher than expected. More subscribers looked like a nice end to the year for Verizon. Yeah, it it was a nice end of the year. A uh, little reminder that not everything is. Oil uh, and and China related, and Verizon's business is not particularly oil or China related. So, uh, yeah, people keep uh, adding to their mobile use, and and uh, Verizon FiOS is doing well, and it's a, another good quarter, and they are probably. Uh, you know, the top choice in, in the telecoms for most these days. For all the talk of how the big banks innovate. "Quote unquote," is there talk? Is there talk? I think it, is when, it you doing this talking? Who's talking about the big banks? When, uh, it seems like from time to time when there's a conversation about the federal government responding to how the big banks are making money, particularly in the wake of the financial crisis 2008 2009. One of the things that is mentioned frequently is, well, look, the the, the banks are always going to innovate faster than the federal government can regulate. And they have proven over time that they are pretty nimble at financial innovation. I would argue, however, that that In, including the, the products that brought us uh, 2008. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very um, innovative. Um, I would argue, though, that the telecoms are are pretty darn good at innovating too. If you just think about your own experience as a consumer and think about how the billing has changed over the last, I would say, two decades, where once upon a time. Before mobile phone use was as ubiquitous as it is today, it was all about well, we're how are we making money? Long distance charges, and then it became texting. We're going to charge you by text, and then it became oh well, we have unlimited text. We're going to we're going to make our money off of data, and they've they've been able to innovate at a pretty nice clip. Yes, and I think uh, people are although. Maybe when they get their monthly bills, a little alarmed at times at just how uh, subtly everything keeps moving up. Uh, but they are addicted to their phones, and uh, I don't see that changing anytime in the near future. And you know, the more that uh, the companies bring them plenty of data, uh, I think people keep paying up. From Although there are competitors who would like to uh, drop the prices of all this. Yes. Speaking of which, speaking of which, <laughs> let's talk about T-Mobile for Listen, a second. It's not all great uh, Verizon news today. Yes, because T-Mobile, a competitor to Verizon, a smaller competitor to Verizon, uh, has done something that I find completely delightful, and I really hope more companies start to do this. And we'll actually tweet this out on the Market Foolery Twitter feed. But uh, is it John Laguerre? Is that his name? Is the CEO yeah. of of T-Mobile? 
uh, John Laguerre and his team have put together, in anticipation of Verizon's quarterly conference call, they have put together the Verizon earnings call drinking game. And basically trolling Verizon for every time that they, you know, for example, take a drink every time Verizon references year old network tests. Uh, take a drink every time Verizon says millennials or the young people. Uh, take two drinks if Verizon talks about monetizing something or someone. I, I love this. Yeah, he did. <laughs> John Lear just like, partly just likes to have fun, and uh, this is a fun way to poke at your competitor, uh, and uh, you know it's it's effective also in getting. I was driving in this morning. I was listening to CNBC, and they were talking about Verizon, and then just immediately started talking about this. <laughs> and, and and the tweet had gone out, and text had gone into the, the anchors, and uh, so they they just started talking about T-Mobile, and and very effectively, Laguerre has once again turned the attention toward himself, and that's that's what he needs is more people uh, considering T-Mobile because there are a lot of potential customers out there. A lot of people are kind of mentally locked in to whatever they've got. They they don't pay that much attention to how much they're spending, perhaps. And he would like them to think about T-Mobile. And this is yet another way that he gets on the radar screens. I really wish. I really hope more companies do this. And and probably worth uh, reminding listeners that once upon a time, Richard Branson did this type of thing. Richard Branson, when he was starting up Virgin Airways pulled all kinds of stunts to poke at British Airways and and was very effective in doing that. Yeah, there's a there's a role for the smaller nimbler uh, competitor who has a sense of humor to take the kind of chance. Uh, this is not the kind of thing that obviously you would expect uh, AT&T to do if it were right. similarly uh, <laughs> Concerned about Verizon's jargon in their calls, and I have no reason to believe that AT and T's jargon is any different than Verizon's. Uh, but uh, I, I guess this will possibly get people to, uh, uh, you know, listen to Laguerre. He'll he'll get some time. He'll get some t- see, probably you know offered time on CNBC today. To talk about this. Brilliant move. Southwest Airlines. Do you see yourself playing this game? Uh, I mean, because it's really oh. I mean earnings conference calls <laughs> in the morning. Right. No, not a great time to drink. But I mean, they're on. Uh, uh, they're taped, right? They're recorded. Yes. So, say you're stuck at home over the weekend, snowed in somewhere, perhaps. Right. Now you've got something to do with all that beer that you acquired. <laughs> you know, in case you were snowed in. I think, however, you would want to do this in real time. You would not want to get a transcript of the conference call and just. Skim through it very quickly and think, oh, okay, there's there they're using the word monetization because you could be passed out in no time. Yeah, do you ever do anything like this to, to like one of the presidential debates? Uh, no, a drinking I, game. You know what? It's been a very long time since I played a drinking game. No, well, you were probably never that good at them because you, you don't drink beer. I don't I mean, drink if you beer. did play drinking games using something other than beer, that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. That's really tough. Yeah, a dangerous kids out there do not drink and play games with anything other than beer if that that's your message to our younger listeners if you're going to play drinking well, by young games, i mean 21 22 obviously anybody younger than 21 
Just as wait, we, just wait until you're 21. Just as you and I did. Exactly. 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 Uh, Southwest Airlines and United Continental both reporting fourth quarter results. Uh, both stocks up about two and a half, three percent. Southwest, uh, you know, on the surface, their quarter looked better. Record revenue or record profit, I should say, north of 530 million. Really benefiting from the low price of gas, and I don't know that that seems like. All airlines would be benefiting in the same way. United Continental, their results not not quite as strong, although the stock's still popping a little bit. Yeah, well, United and and here going back to talking about not everybody is affected by the oil and China story, but uh, here are things which which are to the good, and um, also United has much much more of an international operation uh, than Southwest. And so the the strong dollar exchange rates um, hurt there a bit, and also you know just people flying to Europe in the wake of the, the tragedy in Paris, that apparently was cited by United, and uh, you know domestically uh, operations certainly for for Southwest were excellent. And when you say everybody benefits uh, to this in the same way from oil, it's generally true, but they've also hedged in different ways. So Southwest, for instance, uh, has hedges uh, in place, um, and and I can't give you the details to them. But they, I think they they said that they are going to be paying out um, something like you know a, a billion this year on on the other side. You know because they took protection from oil going back up to eighty, and so they they're locking in locked the in things. And maybe it was at fifty, it seemed fine, and, and now they've got to pay the other side of that. But on the whole. They'll they'll take those losses and um, be happy if, with oil uh, as low as it is and going lower. Airline stocks in general have had a have had a pretty good last couple of years. Certainly better than the the general perception of them that they're just a bad place to put your money. Um, although I would say over time, certainly Southwest has been a really steady performer. If you go. South- if you go back long enough, yeah, Southwest is the one that typically, up until the recent past, when airlines actually have done wonderful things for investors, uh, it would have been noted as the exception to the rule never to invest in an airline. And all uh, of the you know profits and and, and increased business acumen that uh, airlines have developed in the last couple of years uh, has changed the story a little bit. And there is less competition. There, all the mergers have made a little bit more rationality in in the pricing. Uh, they're infinitely better if if you are an investor of them at getting people in the seats. I can remember back in the day when I would assume that I could find an aisle, you know, uh, to myself and and stretch out if I were flying, uh, and and that. You know, if you actually get an empty seat next to you, that that's like what you talk about. <laughs> you know, when you get like, "How is your trip?" Oh my god, can you believe this? There was an empty seat next to me. It was. Oh no way! It was like Christmas and my birthday <laughs> yeah. wrapped into one. Bam! You know, back 15, 20, 20 years ago, like I'm, I'm going to have to stretch out on this flight. I need at least three or four seats <laughs> that are empty together. I'm pretty sure I can count on that somewhere. Maybe not the seat that I'm assigned, but I can move and you know I can move around to whatever seat I want. So uh, that was for again for the young people out there. We're talking about uh, <laughs> things they'll they'll never know probably, uh, but. Uh, the airlines 
uh, as an investor are infinitely better at utilizing uh, their seats and and uh, you know on the whole that's a good thing. Let's talk about the snow. Because sure. because we've got what uh, else can people talk about? Well, certainly in the D.C. area. But um, I, I I got an email right before we started taping from our, our friend to the north, Jim Gillies, who's going to uh, is planning to be here at Fool HQ next week. So hopefully we're going to get uh, for our Canadian listeners out there. Well, really for all our listeners, who doesn't love Jim Gillies, right? All the listeners love Jim Gillies. Right in. If you don't love Jim Gillies, <laughs> no, 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 no. right in, because we don't believe you exist. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That's pretty much it. Marketfoolery@fool.com is our email address. Uh, but no, we have a couple of our Canadian listeners have recently waited, like, hey, can, can you talk a little bit more about Canadian companies? And we'll have the opportunity to do that next week with Jim Gillies, unless... Are you are you saying that none of the other people here are capable of talking about Canadian companies? Like, they, There's something weird about them that we're not... Equipped to deal with, or or just you you don't bother you don't you don't pay any attention until Gillies comes into town. Which I'm, of these two is is what you're saying? Well, here's what I'm saying. Uh, I want only the best for our listeners, and in this case, I, I want our man on the ground in Canada in Guelph, and that's Jim Gillies. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, Am I going to be on with him? Because uh, yeah. that's always as as longtime listeners know. That's a special edition. That is a special edition. So hopefully next Wednesday. Now all of this is prelude to, if he I'll, actually I'll start working on on what I need to, exactly. in place for that now. Um, all of that is prelude to if he actually gets here. He's planning on flying here on Sunday, and given the storm that is uh, about to descend upon the D.C. area, we don't know if Gillies is going to get here. He's Canadian. He doesn't know, you know, the capacity of non-Canadians to deal with a foot of snow, which is. Less, <laughs> isn't it kind of breathtaking the speed with which the D.C. area goes from everything is fine to full blown panic? Because that's the thing. As someone who grew up in New England, that's the thing that still amazes me is how quickly people freak out. Yeah, I, I on so the storm is coming on Friday for those who care. And don't live in in DC. And uh, so yesterday, Wednesday, I was uh, driving home, and I said, "Well, I should stop at the store now, get get something." Uh, and there there were no parking spaces at all. And there were about ten cars circling around for the next space. So that was forty eight hours before the storm is supposed to hit. Uh, because last night we had again about an inch, maybe an inch and a half of snow, and nobody in the area. In a position of power, thought it would be a good idea to pre-treat the roads, which is really the only thing you need to do in that situation. Just you, you should be our snow commissioner for the area because you would know these secrets that are not available to you know DC area officials. Yeah, apparently they're treating it like a secret. No, it's it's a pretty well-known playbook. Just well-known in Maine, it has one step: pre-treat pre-treat the road. And then get out of the way. And if they had done that, we wouldn't have had the horrific traffic snarls that we had on Route 66 and, and around the Beltway last night. If you say so, you're the, you're the one that knows all these, you know, you know snow what? secrets. I'm going to find out. What, so, what, so, Mr. Snow, what, what do we have to do for this 18 inches? That's perhaps 20, 25. 30. You were talking 30 today. You're, I'm saying you're it, predicting 30. I'm uh, over under for your your line is 30. I'm going to go under 30, but 30 is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So, all right, 
There's that. And here's what, what you are, need. What are you? What are you going to do? Here's what I've already done. Newly elected snow commissioner. I've already, snow czar. <laughs> I've already stocked up on a lot of firewood, and uh, I have an unopened bottle of Woodford Reserve in my house. So those two things. I'm fine. That's pre-treatment in your house. <laughs> That's right. That's not pre-treating the roads. That's pre-treating my house. Pre-treating dad. This is going to be one of those shelter-in-place kind of weekends, right? You just hunker down in your home, maybe a lot of Netflix, maybe some some football, some college basketball. You know, I mean, had they played this uh, Denver-New England game in New England, that would be all the talk right now. How's that going to go? Yeah. Well, Denver in January typically gets some snow. Yeah, but I mean, New England, it'll it will have stopped snowing by then. Or here, I don't know about New England. Yeah, at probably, game time, it'll, on it'll, it'll slowly work its way up to New England. But yeah, just that would have been interesting. Hunker down. You know what else you can do when you're sheltering in place this weekend? Uh, sure, you can play the Verizon conference call drinking game. You can also binge listen to some Fool podcasts. So just go to fool.com/podcasts and just. Listen to your heart's content to past episodes of this, Industry Focus, Molly Full Money, Molly Full Answers, Rule Breaker Investing, fool.com slash podcast. Is there a, a drinking game for that that you have uh, authorized? Uh, I have such. I ha- You're <laughs> asking listeners to send in some rules. Yeah, if there, if there are- What uh, would the rules be? If there are Fool podcast drinking games- uh, uh, by all means, email them to us, marketfoolery at fool.com. And, you know, subscribe to the podcast because, as I say from time to time, they're free. So there you go. Unlike Verizon. Unlike Verizon, you got a lot pay. of subscribers, you got a lot of service. You got to pay up for not that. Not free. Yeah, not free. Yeah. Fool.com slash podcast, 100% free. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We will see you on Monday. Weather permitting. Mm-hmm.